guys and welcome to another episode of the words that spoke to my soul and today i'm going to be discussing the book napoli ever after by trish trisha r thomas now i know i am super duper late to the party and this book has been out for a while however i wanted to read it and i also wanted to watch the netflix movie um based off of the book but i wanted to make sure i read the book first i'm kind of like that hey i don't know So, um, let's get right to it and do what we always do. And I'll give you a brief synopsis of the book. So, basically, Venus um, is going through a huge metamorphosis in her life. And it appears to be centered around her radical decision to cut off all of her long, beautiful hair. Um, And of course, the general consensus amongst her colleagues, friends, and family, and even her ex seems to be that she's going through some sort of life crisis. Big surprise, right? (laughs) Um, Now, she is battling a force within her that I believe Trisha R. Thomas takes us on, and it is revealed through the power of her dreams in order to help us understand and Venus herself understand the journey that she's on. Now we also have Clint that we focus on um, her ex. He's also on a journey himself and I thought it was very cool that she brought that Trisha Thomas brought this to the plot because um, he's a successful man a successful black man but He's having trouble deciding who he's living for. Is it for himself? Is it for others? Is he truly happy? Is this his path? Or is he just, you know, kind of marking off check boxes? And the same can be said of Venus too. Um, But the story develops in such a way that makes you wonder, okay, who's gonna get this happiness? I think that it was an awesome book and um, the beginning kind of throws you off because you're like, all right, what's really about to happen? The introduction, I would call it, starts with Clint um, at his marriage ceremony, but Trisha doesn't reveal who he's marrying or who he's looking at um, specifically um, as you know, they they go through the motions of leading up to the moment that his bride walks down the aisle. Now, not only do they both face important relationship decisions, but they also face career choices that need to be made, as well as how they accept or not accept feedback and advice from those that they love the most. In the end, as I stated, we are trying to find out 
will Venus and plant find true love and happiness. And of course, you know you have to read the book to find this out. Now let's move on to what actually spoke to my soul. And it's very powerful to me, um, the fact that you should never ignore your dreams. I believe that this is your subconscious mind speaking to you and that our conscious selves often seek answers and we either receive the answers and ignore them and that is the reason why your subconscious mind begins to speak to you. It's like, look, I tried to tell you this in the most direct manner, but you're not listening. So come on here and lay down for a moment and let me give you a little something. And I think that's how we as people learn to acknowledge and receive the answers that we need. You can call it your subconscious mind. You can call it God. You can call it a higher power. Whatever you want to call it. It's something that's working above normal human experience. Now I'm going to use my word. It is transcendence in the making. Now, the second idea that spoke to my soul is to understand that your path may change as you continue to grow into the best version of you. And that's what life is all about. Uh, a cycle of up and down, constant change. Nothing ever stays the same. And you need to embrace the change for what it is and know that you're continuing to work toward your purpose in life. And I think that's one of the things that both Venus and Clint had to go through and accept. Often we fight against ourselves. We fight against our past. We fight against our purpose. But at some point, the force of your purpose is so strong, you can't help but to go down that path. It literally is a force that pushes you where you need to go. Now, when I read this book, um, I did reflect back to when I did the BC, my big chop. And everybody assumed, of course, I was going through something. It was about a guy or whatever else. When that was the furthest thing from the truth, it was because I had a stunt in my growth. It was like my hair just would not grow. And I come from a family who has long hair. And I'm like, what really is going on? And once I finally did cut it off, um, my hair began to thrive once again. I had did so much damage to it between originally having a perm, coming out of the perm, and just, you know, getting it pressed all the time. And that heat damage, you know, I think is just as bad as putting the actual chemical in your hair not using the right products and you know i needed to have a a, a a revolutionary change with the relationship i had with my hair <laughs> um and i'm thankful that i did it because my hair is the healthiest it's ever been it's the longest it's ever been and believe it or not, I finally got my mom to cross over to going natural. Yay me. Because <laughs> she's like, ooh, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. But of course, during COVID-19, many of the beauty salons were closed. And my mom is a high risk 
person. So therefore, she had to figure something else out. And she loves it. Um, but this is to say that while our hair is a part of our body, it's not who I am. And if I choose to cut my hair, guess what? That's okay. If I choose to perm my hair, if I choose to straighten my hair, color my hair, whatever I choose to do to my hair is my prerogative. It has nothing to do or it shouldn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, me dealing with the breakup or, you know, trying to do whatever. You know, everyone has their own reasons and let them have those reasons. Okay, it's, it's a process. Let us go through that process, please. And thank you. <laughs> um, but I will say, I did not like the movie because of the fact I did read the book first. Um, Sanaa Lathan's character did not mirror the character in um, Napoli Ever After. It was a good movie. It just wasn't the movie I expected. Um, but it evoked the feelings in me that I imagined the producers, I believe that um, Sanaa Lathan was one of the producers on it, uh, wanted to um, bring out of people because I was angry. Uh, but ultimately in the end, I was happy with the result of the metamorphosis that the Venus Sanalathan play went through. Um, however, I do feel like that particular Venus's power was diminished a bit because of that particular journey. Let me know what you guys think. Do you agree? Disagree? I don't know. Am I reading too much into it? Um, I know there's like nine other books in this series. I can't say I want to read all nine of them, but this one, the first one definitely was worth the read for me. I could relate to it and understand um, Venus's perspective, but I think I was more in tune with Clint's perspective and what he went through. And I don't know if many people focused on Clint's journey, but it was a profound one as well. But that's all I have to say about Napoli ever after. Oh, one more thing. I know I said it, but you know how I do. Um, I did enjoy the end of the book, the ep not the epilogue, what would it be? Um, the closing remarks from the author. Um, it may have even been an interview, but basically explaining the background of how the book came to be and how there was a negative connotation with the term nappy. And I, I do remember this uh, sportscaster who had said something about back, about the uh, women's basketball team and said they were nappy headed or whatever else. And that was just ridiculous. So that kind of spurred her, her journey on producing this series. Um, I definitely recommend reading that part at the end. I know everyone doesn't necessarily always read the acknowledgments or the interviews or things like that at the end of the book, but I literally read every book cover to cover, front cover to back cover. I read every single page because it helps me further get and understand what the author was trying to present and see if it aligns with what I received and to give a true review. 
to give a true statement of what spoke to myself. And I thank authors for all of the hard work that they do. I know sometimes reviews are objective or is it subjective? I don't know. I think it's subjective. Now I've got myself questioning myself. I know it's weird. Don't, hey, I just, I have to be right. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, subjective. So, um, and, and I saw that in some of the other reviews that I've read, but ultimately just remember that your review is just your opinion, your perspective. And ultimately the fact that you finished the book or attempted to read the book and wanted to share your thoughts on it is really what authors are looking for, but just be kind. Um, you cannot like their, not like the story, but appreciate the effort and work that it that goes into um, producing a book. And hopefully you guys are, you know, nicer or nice to me when I, whenever I put my book out. I'm working on two. We'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> but as always, happy reading and happy listening. And I will catch you guys next time. Thank you.